Hello, everyone. Welcome to God's Internet Church Podcast, Episode 109. I'm Pastor Ron Weaver, and I count it an honor and privilege to be here to share with you the Word of God that God's put in my heart to share with you. And as you know, we've been studying the book of Job, and today we're going to look at Job chapter 33 of this Bible study. And as we, we were introduced to a new character last week, last Tuesday, when we pre-recorded it and put it on the podcast, and his name is Ilhalu, Ilhalu. And today we're kind of going to learn a little bit more about Hilu, Hilu, and what he wants and to learn to start learning what he wants to tell Joe. So what we're going to do right now, we're going to pray and for the Bible study, and then we're going to start. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you to take a coal Evans altar and anoint these slips of clay. Let everything I say be what you want, not what I want. We ask you in Jesus' name, amen and amen. So if you got your Bibles with you, which I hope you do, I want you to go to the book of Job, chapter 33. The book of Job, chapter 33. And as we're turning there, I'd like to welcome everybody again and say hello. <laughs> We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten chapters of this Bible study, and then we'll be getting into a new study. And I'm thinking about just following from the book of Job as of now, unless God changes it, going into the book of Ecclesiastes. But we're going to look at Job chapter 33, I'm starting verse 1. And we're going to look at the first three verses here tonight, starting in the first three verses, and see what God is going to tell us for about this, okay? It says, Wherefore, Job, I pray thee, hear my speech, hear my and hearken to all my words. Behold now, I have opened my mouth. My tongue has spoken in my mouth. My words shall be of uprightness of my heart, and my lips shall utter knowledge clearly. So basically, what are we seeing here? Well, we see that Elus first is telling Job, okay, in these first three verses, that listen to all I have to say. Now, basically what he's saying here, Job, I'm a kind of person that wants order, okay? I want you to hear everything I have to say and then respond when I do. Because the way Job and he, um and the other three friends were doing it, it was kind of hectic, okay? And we know that from chapter 32 that Helu was, Elu was kind of upset with Job and his friends the way they were acting. They were trying to convict Job on, or accuse Job on no evidence, and Job was, was fighting too. So he wants to do this a little bit more orderly, okay? A little bit more orderly. And what that means, he says, hear everything I have to say, and then respond, okay? Now, verse 2 says, what you said, he was implying that he will be honest and he will speak clearly. In other words, he's not going to sit there and lie to him. He's not going to sit there and be unfair, just like the other uh, friends were. They were unfair. They were 
unfair to him, and they were basically trying to say that that he needed to repent. Okay, but as we know, they had no basis. Now, so he's going to speak honest what God is giving him or how he feels, but he's also going to speak clearly. In other words, what he says, he wants to make sure is the truth. He don't want to accuse a Job of something that the three friends are already trying to push down his throat. Okay? So basically, he's telling Job, listen to everything I have to say, and I will tell you the honest with you, and I'll be clear, clear with you. Okay? Now, the third thought here that I want to share is God made me and live because God allowed me to breathe. Now, he's saying first, he wants him to listen to everything he has to say. Then he wants to say, tell him that I'm going to be honest with you and I'm going to be clear. But now he's telling me telling Job that God made me and because God allowed me to breathe. Okay? In other words, I'm God's. Well, the whole world is God's. Okay? But he was implying here, I believe that God allows me to breathe. In other words, he's trying to tell Job that God is in charge of everything that goes on in and around his creation. All right? And I think that's exactly what, because he says he made me breathe. Okay? And that is true. Okay? Now, what is he doing here? Is he treating globe? Is he treating Joe? How is he treating Joe? Well, I believe what he was trying to do here he was backing into the situation as a friend. He was backing into a situation, in this situation, differently than what the three other three friends were doing. And ironically, he was younger than all of them. They said he was a young man. But, you know, a lot of old people don't like being told that their way is not the right way. But sometimes yelling at somebody, hitting them over the head with Bible verses is not the way to handle a situation. Sometimes you got to come and you got to be calm. The Bible tells us to be calm. And it tells, the Bible tells us to be kind, even to our enemies. And that's what Elu is doing here. He's trying to calm Job down. Because his three friends just basically got him all rolled up. I mean, they probably got, I can just imagine some of those conversations. I mean, they're close friends. Job's feeling that they're not friends anymore. They're probably arguing. But Elu didn't want that. He wanted to make sure everything was calm. Everything got said clearly and honestly. Okay? And he was backing into it as a situation where it would be dealt with calmly. Now, if you ever heard of the thing saying, the famous saying, sometimes you get more when you with with sweetness. It's true. I tell you, if someone came to my land, that I was sitting by a fire, and they were close friends, and they came to comfort me, but then they started bam, 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 bam on me. I'm going to get mad. Because one, who are you to come to my land and treat me like this? All right? See, 
Maybe Job would have been open to listening. Now, some of this stuff that they might be saying might not have been all the way true because we read it. But there might have been some nuggets in there from God like we will find in this study. In fact, part of this study, a little later in the study, we're going to find out that one of them did say that God had a message for Job. And Elu says the same thing here. But the difference is, is how it's being handled. Okay, we're going to get to that a little bit more later. Okay, so he's treating Job with respect. He's treating Job with kindness. He's trying to keep him calm so they can get accomplished what needs to be accomplished. Okay. Now. Now. In this very first time. Okay. He's giving Job his first time to speak. Okay. He said, answer me if you can and prepare your reply to me. So in other words, he's not giving them the answer yet, but he's telling Job as I'm speaking. What you have to say, start thinking about what I'm saying, but also start thinking about how you want to apply to me. In other words, there's no arguing going on. It might turn into a debate, but be prepared. Listen to what I have to say. And he's saying kind of, I will listen to what you have to say. Have a prepared statement and then we're listen to what you have to say. It's a discussion. Okay? It's a discussion. But if you got two people yelling, going off crazy, you're not going to get anything settled. And the sad thing, that's why most people deal within their life. Now, these first three verses just gave us a lot to think about so far. How we should treat people, not just when we're accusing them of something, but when we're talking to them about something. We have to show the respect that you would want to have. Even in arguments with your wife. And this pastor has to say he's got to learn that sometimes. It's better to have a discussion than go on arguing, arguing. All right? And sometimes this pastor fails that. But I'm human, just like everybody else. But this is what God is trying to teach us here. Okay? We can't be like those three friends and go into it right away. Okay? Now, he said to Job, they got mad. They say God is mad. Okay? At us. You know, sometimes when we do do this, not everything that goes wrong don't mean that God is punishing you. I read that today somewhere just before I prepared this. I mean, I just was prepared, but before I went on the air. And I was looking at something because I've been considering what we're going to do after this Bible study. And... I went to Job and looked at another current study, but we're not going to go back and restudy another book of Job. We made down the road as another look. But this one Bible study kind of said, 
we can't accuse God for the things that are going wrong in our lives. And that is true. And I have said that. I said that God allows things to go wrong in our lives. Sometimes to show the devil that he's going to lose. Two, to get us back on track. And three, to make sure we're right with him. Okay? But that doesn't mean that God was the one that did it. If God is allowing things to come against us, one, he's trying to show the devil that, hey, you're going to try to take down so-and-so? Go ahead and try. God knows that so-and-so is going to defeat the devil. And then when he allows things to happen to us in other ways, he's trying to... It's our fault. It's the devil's fault for trying to go after us. And it's our fault because we're not living the way the Word of God is and he's trying to get our attention. So it's not our fault. It's our fault, not his. So we shouldn't be getting mad at God. Okay? Because he's not mad at us. Okay? So, he's telling Job to calmly listen, and I will not be cruel to you. Okay? So that was Elu's opening statement, these first three verses. And what have we learned? We learned that he says, listen to everything I have to say. I'll be honest with you and clear. Okay? God made me just like he made you. He's in charge. And what and how I'm going to treat you. I treat you with kindness and respect. Okay? And God doesn't always punish us. It's not God's fault, so he's not mad at us. But be calm and listen, and I will not be true to you. That is what Elu is trying to tell. Now, I bet if Bad Dad, Bill Doe, I think it is, and and there was another one. I can't think of his name right now. The other three friends would have sat down. It would have been a better conversation. Okay? But no, they went in. And right went right for the juggler. And you can't do that. Now, I want you to look at verses 8. Oh boy, what happened here? Hold on a minute, saints. That actually was from, um, let's go to 4 through 8. Just so we can get the scripture read for what I just said. I missed a, missed a spot to put down the scriptures. Sorry about that. It says, the Spirit of God has made us, and breath of mighty have given me life. If thou canst answer me, set thy words in order before and stand up. Behold, I am according to thy wish. And God, stay. I also am formed out of the clay. Behold, my tears, thy terrors shall not make thee afraid. Neither shall my hand be heavy upon thee. So basically, that's the scriptures of the two sections. But basically, that's what I was saying to you. All right? And I'm sorry for the, the little confusion. My notes didn't get wrote out right. We're going to look at verses 8 to 12. 8 to 12. And we're going to see what God's telling us there. 8 to 12. 8 to 12. Hallelujah. I'm giving you time to get there. 8 to 12. Now, 
Hallelujah. We're actually going to read this to um, 8 to 19. Okay? So surely thou hast spoken in my hearing, and I have heard the voice of thy word, saying, I am clean without transgression, I am innocent, neither is there iniquity in me. Behold, he findeth occasion against me. He counteth me for his enemy. He putting my feet in my socks, and marketh all my paths. Behold, if there thou art just justice, I will answer thee, and that God is greater than man. Why dost thou strive against him? For he that giveth not account of any of his matters. For God speaketh once, yea, twice, yet a man perceives it not. In a dream it is a vision of the night. In a deep sleep falls upon man in slumber upon the bed. Then he opens his ears of the man and seals their instructions, that he may withdraw men from his purpose and hide pride from men. He keepeth back his soul from the pits and his life from pursuing by the sword. Okay. Now, Job should have not, this is what Elu is saying here, Job should have not accuse God, okay? Now, Elu reminded Job of his claim. And that claim was God is allowing, God is doing this to me. And I don't understand why because I live the life that I tried to live, that God wanted me to live from his word, or the word from his day. But what Job didn't understand, and which a lot of people didn't understand here, even the three friends besides Elu, that the devil was attacking Job. So Elu is trying to tell him, you don't have a right to blame God. And Okay? That's what he's trying to tell him. That, you know, he's reminding him of that. And he believed that God would never help him. Okay? God will help us no matter what we ask for. it. Okay? In other words, what kind of struggle we're going in. We're allowed, if God is allowing the devil to attack us, the Bible tells us there's a way of escape from our trials and storms of life. If God's allowing the devil to go after us to get our mind right with him with God or back on the straight path, God is still there to help us and bring us through if we ask. The Bible says there's a way of escape. Okay? Yes, on two of the points we need to repent. But it's not, it's wrong to say, to blame God that he did this. Because like I said earlier, we did it to ourselves if he's allowing things. And the other thing is, we need to blame the devil if he's coming against us. Okay? It's not fair to blame God and not say that he's not going to help you. You know, me and my wife just went through a Job-type experience ourselves. 
And it ended up now where God has blessed us with a new place to live. And all the way through that, I kept reminding my wife that God has a reason for this and he's going to bless us in the end. And here we are. And we're happy. And if she was in the office with me, she probably would say that. You know, so we can't blame God. God is there to help. We just got to be willing to wait and see. You know, I kept telling her that maybe the one that's supposed to give us the house or the place to live is not either following God or it wasn't time. Well, we found out that we bought the house from one of my cousins. He, God told him to move down south. Then all of a sudden, when we needed the house, the most important time, it showed up. Hallelujah. And it worked out where we don't have to worry about nothing for a while. Okay? So God is there to help us no matter what. We just got to ask for it. Okay? God has a message for Job, but because he was complaining, he was not ready to hear it. Okay? And Elu, his speech, either was prepared Job to meet with God so he could get the message later in the book of Job. Well, this is the part where I was telling you that one of the three friends, even though he was bashing in on Job, had a message from God. And he was trying to tell Job that. But Job was so mad at God, mad at his friends, so frustrated, he wasn't interested in hearing it. Okay? But now he's probably interested in hearing it because, because Elu's calmed him down. All right? That God is going to help him. All right? But now he's trying to tell him because of all your complaining and everything going on, you wasn't ready to hear the message. But I'm getting here to get you ready to hear this message. Okay? He's not telling him the message yet. But he's getting him ready. And sometimes in our lives, we got to realize that. Sometimes... And I have to learn this sometimes with my wife. They're not ready to talk about it. And they're not ready to talk about it. You need to wait for them to calm down. You need to try to help them calm down. And then when it's time to discuss it, you can discuss it calmly, just like Elu was doing. And that message can come. Okay. Now, God may speak to men in a dream. Now, we're going to, Elu is going to share with us some things here, which I went apart and wrote, you know, read already. Elu was talking, telling us that God speaks to us in different ways. Now, some people hear an audible voice. I've heard God's audible voice when he called me to be a minister when I was 18 years old, Thanksgiving, listening to Christmas, well, maybe 17 years old, listening to Christmas, uh, singing Christmas music because it was snowing on the Thanksgiving day. We didn't go to Port Urine. When I was doing that, God told me, I'm going, you're going to preach my word. I looked around, no one was around. But then I realized I heard it audibly in my mind, which was telling me that God was going to use me as his servant, as an under-shepherd to the upper-shepherd to be a pastor. 
And let me tell you something, saints. I was so excited. Then I heard from my mom. It comes in threes. I heard from my mom that when I was born, God told her in a special way that I was going to be used for something special. And that told me I'm going to be, it confirmed what God told me. Then, one day I was in a black suit and I was in my backyard and the next door's neighbors came up and said, are you a pastor? That was the three. That was letting me know that God had a plan for me. Okay? Now, he speaks in different ways. He speaks audibly. He speaks through his word. And he speaks through dreams and visions. All right? That's what he was telling us here, Elu was. But sometimes we don't hear him talking. We're not listening and we've got our mind focused on something else. And what we need to do then is focus on God as we go through our days. We've got to keep our focus on God so we're listening to him. All right? So we can be brought through and guided through. All right? Now, Let's look at verses 19 through 32. 19 through 32. Well, we'll go to 33. The last section of the scripture. And he is chastened also with pain upon his bed. And the multitudes of his bones with strong pain, so that his life abhors bread, and his soul's dainty is meat. His flesh is consumed away that it cannot be seen, and his bones that were not even seen stick out. Yea, his soul draweth near unto the grave, and gave and his life to the destroyer. If there be a messenger, with him on an interrupt, interpret one among a thousand, a shoe unto man his uprightness. And he is gracious unto him, and has delivered him from going down to the pit. I have found a ransom. His flesh shall be flesher, and a child be, he shall return to the days of his youth. He shall pray unto God, and he will be favored unto him. And he shall see his face with joy, for he will render unto men his righteousness. He looks upon men, and if any say, I have sinned and perverted what which was right, and it profited me not, he will deliver his soul from going into the pits, and his life and shall see light. Lo, all these things worketh God of, of tempt time and with man to bring his soul from the pit to the enlightened with the light of the living. Mark well, O Job, hearken unto me and hold thy peace and I will speak. If thou hast things to say, answer me, speak, and I desire to justify thee. If not, hearken unto me and hold thy peace, and I shall teach thee wisdom. This servant is a story Elu was sharing. Could be an angel, or it could be a, a person to bring God's message for somebody. And it could be a friend of somebody. In other words, God uses his people to help. And this is what Elu's trying to tell him. Even though he's telling the story. That God sends his people, his friends, his family, his pastors, 
his uh, people over clans to come and help. Well, I believe in some about way that his three friends beside Elu did come to try to help Job. Okay? But they were doing it the wrong way. I think we're learning here in the whole picture that we need to do Islu way. Okay, he's slowly telling Job that calmly all this stuff. Now he's saying that, hey, we're here to help you. All right? Through this story. Now, sometimes it's people that are called to go help the sinners that may not know the right way. Or they could be Christians that are backslidden or on the way of backsliding. And if this angel or these friends or these family members or these pastors or these teachers don't fix it, this person, if they're sinning, could end up in the lake of fire. Okay? But we also kind of described here in the verse that this is Jesus' role. Jesus came to save the lost. Jesus came to die on the cross for our sins. They give the world a chance to know him. All right? And come to God. Back to God. Now, in this case, Elu was saying, hey, we're here to help you. Maybe we don't understand exactly what's going on. Maybe the the other ones, the older ones, said things they shouldn't have said to you. And they didn't prove it. But we're here to help you. Let us help you. Okay, and I think that's basically what he was doing. Because if it's a case that Job ended up did doing something... You'll end up in the lake of fire. But if not, maybe we can help you and get you back on your feet. Okay? And a lot of people don't see that. You know, a lot of people see that when people are trying to help, they're trying to judge. But a lot of the times, they're just trying to understand. See, I really think these three friends of Job, besides Elu, wanted to help but they were flabbergasted because of what happened so drastically and so quick. But see, it's a true saying out there. People forget all the good you did. They only remember the bad thing you did. We got to start being like God and start remembering the good things people did and not the bad things. Okay. There's a situation going in with my mom and dad right now. And I'm not going to go into great detail because my mom would kill me. But she's having trouble right now forgiving my dad for something he did. And what he did was terrible. And what he did was bad. But, you know, he's been a good husband too. And I think someone needs to tell her that she needs to remember the good things too. Because if you look out the good things to start remembering the good things, that bad thing will go away eventually. But that's something that they got to work out. You know, and if God leads me to tell her, I'll tell her that. But he's not leading me to tell her that yet. But my dad does got a lot to make up for. But, you know, it hasn't been easy since my mom stroked for my dad either with my mom. So it's kind of, they got to work things out. But they got to be willing to do that. All right. Now, this servant would pray for them to help them get right with God. Or help them find a way to get things right in their life. To get back to normal. Okay, they'll pray for God to open a way for another house and and this or that. Okay, Let's 
We're not sure if this person Elu is telling us about is a sinner or not. And that's the point I made. That sometimes, sometimes, it's, we, it's not that they sinned. Sometimes it's someone that needs help. Okay? Now, because of this servant or person, prayer and was kind to that person, the story could change this man's life. In other words, no matter if they're saved or not, you pray, you're being kind, you're helping, you're going to change this man's life because now he's, or her, because they're going to see, they're going to see that someone cares. That someone cares. Because if people don't got hope in their lives, they give up. So don't go in and bash them over the head. Go in and be kind, be sweet, and talk about what's going on and listen to them too. Job wanted to be like this man in the story. Job wanted God to hear his prayers. Okay? We all want that. And Job does hear our prayer. God does hear our prayers. We just got to remember that the angels are fighting, coming with the answers, and the principalities are fighting the angels to bring the answers, and what just tells us in the book of the Bible. Hallelujah. And to let you do a little Bible thumping, I'll let you look that up. It was talking about Gabriel. And just ask that angel, just ask your, or look in your concordance, or ask your, your Google. In the Bible, where does it talk about angels fighting to get the answers down to us? And it will give you the scripture. Hallelujah, and I'll give you the scripture now. Where in the Bible does it talk about angels fighting to bring God's answers to us? Hallelujah. God is good. Just give me a few minutes to look this up as we're talking. Here it is, Daniel six twenty two. It said, "My God sent His angels and shut." Oh no, I'm sorry. Well, it is in there. I'll have a looked up one. Hallelujah. Well, I'll keep looking, but we got to finish this Bible study. Now, 
If we confess that we did wrong, God will forgive us. Okay? And he will help fix us if we ask for help. Okay? Elu humbled. If he was wrong, he wanted to hear Job reply. But if he was right, he wanted to continue. So he had more wisdom to continue to teach to the other men. To the other men. Okay. Now, basically, I think what's going on here, Job Belus came to the first part of his speech. He hasn't came exactly where he wanted. But this is where we're going to be stopping today. Um, he's saying, now I'm, I've got this much said. I want, to, I want to hear from you if you have anything to say. Now, we haven't got into the next verse chapter yet. We'll see if Job's going to respond or not. But see, people do have things to say. You don't want to dominate the whole conversation. So when you say what you want to say, hear it out. And then respond. Let, let them wait until so you can respond or they can respond. I got to learn to do that sometimes in my life too. With my relationships. And that's where we're at so far. Okay? So now... We're getting ready to switch over to the time of prayer. And so if you got your books out, I want you And I think you can find that verse in Daniel 9.21. It says, While I was speaking in prayer, the man Gabriel, who I have seen in the vision, at first came to me swift flight at the time of evening and sacrifice. It's not exactly still what I want. I know it's in here. I'll have to look it up and uh, give it to you next next Tuesday. But basically, we're going to go to prayer requests now. And now on the list, we had my dad, James Weaver. He has an aneurysm on his aorta. My mom, for her back, and she's got a bad toothache. And we're trying, and for insurance, try to get that taken care of and and uh, do things. And so she's not in pain anymore. And then for my mom to get things off, there's some problem going on with some work going on at my grandma's house and... We need to ask God to take care of it so things that get taken care of. Um, for my friend Sean, he's like a brother to me. He's a brother from another mother. Um, he has two unspokens. And then he's going to pray for his mom because she's trying to take care of her, 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 her sister and her husband. At the same time, he's got bad heart. And she's kind of almost bedridden. And then for my cousin Lori, she's got an unspoken and she needs a car. And she needs a car desperately. So pray for that. And I think that's for my cousin Sharon for an unspoken. So let's pray for these needs. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you to be with us, Lord, with this prayer time. We ask you, Lord, to come down to my dad right now, James Weaver. We ask you to go into his body, Lord, and find out where this aneurysm is being caused and fix it, Lord. Let it disappear or don't let it grow, Lord. And Lord, we ask you to be with my mom's back, touch and heal it. We ask you to be with this situation with her tooth and the insurance so that it work out. Be with this situation for my grandma's house to be resolved so she can get it off her mind. And Lord, we just ask you to be with an unspoken. Also for my mom that I just brought back to a remembrance that needs to be dealt with and fixed. And Lord, 
We just ask you to be with my friend Sean, Lord. We just ask you, he's like a brother from another mother, Lord. We just ask you to be with his two unspokens. We ask you to be with the situation with his mom, helping to take care of these two people and at her health too. We just ask you to let more people pitch in, more people help. And Lord, we just ask you to be with my cousin Lori and her unspoken. We ask you to help her find a car, Lord. And if it's something that you want her to go out and do, get her out to go get the car, Lord God. Provide that car for her. She needs it desperately. And Lord, we just ask you to move by your spirit in everybody's life, Lord. Lord, we ask you to be things. And if I miss anything, Lord, we just ask you to meet it and to help it. We ask you all this in Jesus' name. Amen. And I ask you guys to continue to pray and help. Continue to pray and for these needs, and I'll if more get added. Oh, more get added, then we'll we'll add them. My cousin Sharon's unspoken. We just ask you, Lord, to be there and help her out. We ask you all this in Jesus' name, Amen. Keep you updated and me updated. And if you need the prayer request, you can. There is a way on Hopper, I believe, to send me a message through the podcast. Or on Spotify, and or they will get to me. Or simply go to God's Internet Church online group. Um, it's called God's Internet Church. And become a member. It's easy to do. You just click the button, you become a member. It's that easy. Post a prayer request on the posting page and where I can see, and then we'll get it and pray. Or you can look for Ronald Weaver on Messenger. And look for my Facebook picture and send the prayer request to me that way and we can pray for you. But on that note, we're coming to an end of another week's podcast. I thank you for joining me. We'll pick up on chapter 30. Four next Tuesday. On that note, I'd like to say God bless you and have a blessed day. And be kind to one another, love one another, and help one another, especially in these times. And God bless you.